Hello and welcome to Gundam, I Hardly Know Him, the podcast where we tackle every Gundam series and movie in release order in a book club fashion. I'm Michael Pippin. I'm joined by three guys who just want to make enough money to support their little siblings. I got Alex. Yo. We got Christian. Hey, baby. And of course, we got Simon. Hang in there, little bro. I got you. Are you my little sibling, Michael? Is that how you're trying to insinuate what I'm trying to say is that we're all just trying to make it and that we shouldn't judge that character for just, you know, she did sneak aboard the white base and divulge yep. secrets, but in the end it was for good reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's an allegory and for all of us. <laughs> I agree because kind of in each of us, there are kind of like two wolves that reside. And one of the wolves is the two small kids that just are watching explosions from afar and the other wolf <laughs> is the one that is extremely horny for Kai. Yeah, exactly. Um, and kind of like you can like you can kind of trace any decision you make as like, right. oh man, like I want to like completely avoid all conflict, or like I just want to get a smooch for my main man Kai. I, um, he's kind I of angry, say, but I love it. I disagree. I didn't right. have two wolves inside me. I just had one, and the one that's incredibly horny for Kai. I, would, uh, yes, I was going to say that Alex is definitely the Kai of this podcast. <laughs> he has the spicy take. Oh At any moment, he might just run away and quit. You fucking coward. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the comparison. Like, like, okay, um, no, Alex, here's a, so if you come home and I am hiding under your desk pointing a gun at you... <laughs> Do you A become worried or B are like, you little rascal, get out here. I didn't know you were you were living with me now. <laughs> <laughs> you little rascal, you, you little, that's literally God what happened. It's like, ah, oh, God damn it, I have pie, aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. If if you found out that Simon was divulging secrets, I, I think you'd just be fine with it. I think you'd just be so chill. You know, if Alex was hiding underneath my desk. I'd be like, oh, you know what? He's so cute. I'll just let him hang around. No problem. Uh, all right. How is everybody doing just look this at week? Him. Did you all really, did you like these episodes? Yes. yes. I, liked I liked them a lot. I liked them. And it's starting to feel like a little bit of a chore to yeah. get through them. Yeah. Uh, but I can still, I still love the art, the music, and and you know all the good stuff but yeah yeah Yeah, that's just the thing like this week i like you were kind of hinting at like the repetition of the kind Mm. of arcs of every single 20 minute episode and this week i was just kind of like oh same like here we go again yeah Um, here we go but yeah it's literally like the fucking gta meme every time i like i said that so many times every time there's a meter of conversion in my head i was like like, oh here we go oh my god is he gonna stick the meter conversion (laughs) a fucking course he is like i I want one time to just be like he like fucks it up really bad it's like yeah Amaru fucking died during an emitter conversion (laughs) like in the training sequence in the first 10 minutes like it was fucked but i still like i mean as christian said like every time i started to get like frustrated with the repetition i just like there's so many like other facets that you can like grab onto right um Mm -hmm. like the music or the art style of the battles is i think differentiating enough for me to stay interested yeah Yeah. like you just kind of have to go into a different brain mode like okay we're appreciating this you really do way now 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to go back, this week we are going to cover episodes 21 through 30. Um, and, yeah, we got some new stuff in this, I think in the, in the second half at least, um, coming in. Some, some, new stuff, some, um, some new stuff. In the first half, too, like, they yeah, no, jump episode... off pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah episode 21's fucked. Sorrow and yeah. hatred, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorrow and hatred. So yeah, episode twenty one. Let's get let's get into it. Um, this yeah. is Miss Hammond and the leftover band of Ramba Rao's men. They go on a mission of revenge, and they they attack the white base straight on. And this is what is it's the um, drill attack is what they call it. The drill attack where they they just focus full on one side. Yeah, and this is one of my yeah. This is one definitely my favorite episode out of this group. But the one of my favorite things about this episode is just the other day, right before Alex started watching the show, he looked me in the eyes and he said, "You know, I love Ryu. I just can't wait to learn more about Ryu." Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking suck. Let's let's pour one out for our main man Ryu. This is the episode where we we get our first big loss from our main crew. Yeah, and, that was yeah. that was that was dude. God damn it. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I love Ryu. I'm so excited to like, see the story. And then I watched it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I think you, yeah. Hopes and dreams. <laughs> you said that I think I looked straight down and didn't make eye contact with you for the rest of the <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, how am I going to break the gut? <laughs> like, hey, I'm not Alex, feeling just start on episode 22. Episode 21 <laughs> is just full of Ryu going home and cozying up with his life wife he, that he, he goes, loves. He goes back to the yeah. farm. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, he's playing in a farm upstate. He loves it up there. <laughs> Alex things. had a glimmer in his eye, like, oh, yeah. I want to learn more about Ryu. <laughs> a couple things I really like about this episode is we get, again, that the white base is low on supplies, which is kind of like a cyclical like storyline, but I also just think it works really well, mm-hmm. considering like these shows rarely ever talk about supplies or make that seem like a real factor. Yeah. Um, and then they we can. have... Yeah, it- we have Rambaral's men just like absolutely love this man. Like the one thing I'm struck with is Rambaral was like the most loved commander in the game. Mm-hmm. Just a total, just totally goaded. And then Miss Haman also like greets every single one of his soldiers and like shakes their hand before battle, basically like you know rallying the troops and, and using that same like admiration for the for the Zeon side. Oh my god! Also, like the fact, um. He just was so hurt the whole time. Like, I don't know. Because he got injured, like, last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got injured in 21. Yeah, it's, or like, 20. not only are, like... It's just, like, it feels like every single time, like, just the entire crew is just, like, battered and... Like, it doesn't factory reset every single episode. I wouldn't even say it's, like, cyclical. It's just, like, a constant, mm-hmm. just, like, low bar that, like, White Base is going through. But, yeah. They're always I mean, on their last leg. Yeah, that this seemed to pay its troll toll. Yeah, and so this the you know with Miss Haman getting all of the like all of Ramba's men all jazzed up, and they do the drill attack, which they say a couple times, which is just them going like super hard against White Base, just basically going all out, and that's part of the reason why we lose mm-hmm. Ryu in this episode. It's you know they they had to make a sacrifice and he had to sacrifice himself to save the world. But was it avoidable base. though? Cause he was just like, mm-hmm. he just decided to ram right into Hammond. Like 
He's like, fuck it, ah, blam. Like, couldn't you just shot her down? Or was he? Maybe he. I think he was so. just like, maybe okay. He was already oh. like, like on his last leg a little That's bit true. to begin with, kind of a. And go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, is what he did. I feel like the whole episode was like a fever dream for him. Like it's just him yeah. like stumbling around. Like he probably had like he was probably pumped with <laughs> yeah. medication. He's like. Yeah, just like on painkillers, he's just like he stumbling like, he around. He like would have gotten a DUI <laughs> yeah. if he was caught, like buying that spaceship. Like, honestly, that we should take that into account. The fact that maybe he didn't right, <laughs> that's, that's he, like, what I just crashed. <laughs> he was As seeing a, double. Was okay, so he thought he thought he was gonna fly yeah, over, but absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, like I don't know, whenever I. The episodes are like so fast paced and fun, but whenever like it be it comes to a point in which everybody is mourning someone and you're hearing like the voice actors just yeah. like whimpering, yes. like that part gets like holy shit. So I, I don't mean, know, like my... the Japanese uh, version is probably like just as bad, oh, but the God. American version, I'm just like every time I see that, I just imagine like the guy in the studio just like weeping yeah. and it's just yeah. like all music is cut. It's just like, Oh my God, this is horrible. Yeah. My like one note for the end of this episode is that the voice actor for bright no. is just not that good. Like his no. crying. And okay. Are we talking sub worst. or dub right now? Cause there has to be a pretty mm-hmm. big distinction. I watched the dub version oh. of that episode and that like the acting yeah, well, really damage the impact of that scene because it should have really like hit home like damn we lost one of the main mm. characters and then like sure. you hear this shit ass acting i like i can't even like mimic it it was so bad and it just really is like oh it's kind of ruins it for me <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah i do think that i think the the actor yes. who plays Amaro is good. I think he does a good job. He has like a lot of emotion in his voice, but it it really was. It's the actress who plays Sela and the actor who plays Bright. They were just so bad, and it, you yeah. just couldn't. I don't know. It, it almost definitely took the gravity out of the situation. I wish I had watched it. So same because I mm-hmm. feel like even just not knowing the inflections of a different language as well probably yeah. helps. But it definitely, yeah, definitely I mean, took some of that emotion out. But yeah, this is our first big loss, and I think there mm. will be more. But I mean, how, to, up to this point, had we lost anyone else really that nah. big of a character? Mm. It's um, gonna sound really bad if we can't remember someone major. Um, yes, we yeah. lost the original oh. commander. Yeah, yeah, we, we lost yeah. him. That was, like, so early on. I don't know. Ryu is just, like, a... He's, like, basically the second, like, Fetty pilot. Like, our second best pilot. Right. Second best good guy character. So, it's pretty massive. Next time, and he was, like, the... Him. He mm-hmm. was the moral kind of fiber of the white base crew. Like, he kind of held everyone together. Mm-hmm. So, everyone has to figure out what to do without him, essentially. Yeah. He was also the one that, like, bailed Amaru out of jail that one time, right? And he was like, I'll take yeah. responsibility for all of this. Like, I don't know. He was very, very cool. Yeah, I'll but... definitely miss his presence in the show. Just, I, I like the, like, the variability yeah. of each character. Yeah. yeah. Having yeah. having different people on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 22, we get Makuve's troops hit the white base hard while Bright is unconscious due to exhaustion. 
And then this is the episode where we have Mirai and Sela uh, kind of fighting and struggling t- uh, to mm. command the white base. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have mm-hmm. the white ba- base being grounded. So this is another, another. I feel like it's two episodes in a row of just like these insane attacks on the white base. And then... Right, like while one of the um, main members is like AFK because of like, you know, they're in the medical yeah. day. You know, I feel like the writers were trying to find a way of like, okay, how do we get mm-hmm. like over the repetition of just like the same barking commands to each other to like, you know, eventually overthrow like the principality of Zeon mm-hmm. um, or like to outpower them in the attacks. And I feel like they're just like, what if we like just removed one character every single time as a result of, yeah. you know, whatever reason. But, but it was cool. Yeah. Like, I feel like it worked because it's, I don't know, it is nice to have that variability. And like, I don't know, it's yeah. kind of interesting to see mirai like get a little bit of like a different shade of complexity because i feel like both her and sayla are just like very like they're almost like cardboard cutouts for most of the show they show very little yeah. like emotion we do right. so we do get to see a little bit more of their see... like personalities and their struggles also uh one of my favorite mm-hmm. shots of that episode is the first person perspective of where bright starts to like lose consciousness and falls like all the way down that's yeah, a tall oh, ass chair yeah. that he's sitting in and you fell all the way down to the ground that was such a great shot but like to what you were saying simon too like it's almost as if the writers were like i don't know like broke the fourth wall a little bit in terms of you know like of course everyone's exhausted like after getting attacked so much and bright literally can't even sit up in his chair anymore mm-hmm. We also get to see Commander Makuve again, and I just love this guy. He's the most like nonchalant commander of all time. He's just like so chill about it. And I think that like if I was casting a like uh, a movie right now and I needed to cast Makuve, it's Christoph Waltz yes. for sure. Like, oh yeah, such a good that'd a, like that'd be a fun mini game of like present actors that we would cast as like. Oh, the... absolutely. It's oh. happening at some point. After we finish the series, we Christoph Waltz or Christopher that. Walken. I think Christopher Walken would great would make a great Captain Makuve. Oh, oh. I'm That's thinking of so many good characters. Okay, we have to cut. We have to circle back to this one. Yes. To, um finish off the series. I would love to do that. Yeah, we'll 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 do a filler episode for that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I saw him, and I was like, "That's Christoph Waltz, like a little <laughs> effeminate, just kind of like a little creepy. weird kind of guy." Yeah very mm. nonchalant yeah um another thing that i really like about the zeon attacks is i, I just like their jetpacks yeah. i think the jetpacks are so cool and again mm-hmm. they're at it again with the jetpacks and this is the battle where they basically put c4 all over the ship and blow it up kind of the they're they're like a lot less cool than the guys who put bombs mm-hmm. all over the gundam but yeah, this is like I think this is the most the white yeah. base gets fucked up for sure. It's like absolutely eats it. It just well absolutely also we got the ground. Um, Sorry, and we also but we got to point out that go ahead, Mirai Christian. is trying to command white base and pilot it at the same exact time. Just we got to put some props on her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this is I have another note for this episode, which is just midair conversion oh my again, God. like. <laughs> Gundam is a show about midair conversions. Like that's yeah. it's mm-hmm. that's what it's about. It's about if, midair conversions. If midair conversion doesn't happen, did Gundam really fight? Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. what is like your midair conversion that you do like on the day to day basis? Cry like, in the like, shower. 
is that your midair conversion? Like that's think... like you get like emotionally go through that same thing of like you know just cleaning up. Like that's kind of the dick gun. I'm taking a little shower. I think I think it's like making coffee, like grinding up yeah. coffee, putting it in the thing. Like that's my version of the midair conversion. Like it has to happen every day. <laughs> if it yeah. doesn't, then like the day is never going to get started. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's just so important. My midair conversion Absolutely. is reading Tower of God, the web comic. Every morning before I force myself out of bed. So That's so good. This is like such a nice meditative way of looking at our mornings. Like Hey, sorry, sorry, honey, I can't I can't it. talk right now. I gotta do my like, midair I'm in conversion. the middle of a midair do that. conversion. <laughs> that just sounds like that's like a like a it's like, Sun yeah, salutation. I'm, like I'm jacking off. Like I am doing my midair conversion right now. But um, uh, that's crazy. Um, so anyway, yeah, episode this episode yeah, they definitely they end up beating the goofs and keeping um, the the white base clear um, mm-hmm. and able to move on to another another episode. And oh, also, this is um, this episode ends with Mirai's excellent plan to do the smoke bombs to light off all the mm. smoke bombs so that they kind of fool the um, Zeons again, which was kind oh, of yeah. Sick. She's like. It has a really tense ending, uh, this yep. episode, because Mira is like, she's all shaken up, and she's like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. you know, like, we're about to die. Because it seems like that a little bit, like, they're all about to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends in, like, a, like, almost all the episodes end in, like, and we've survived, and we made it. And this kind of ends that way, but it's also, like, yeah. they're still in a very bad state, which yeah. is interesting. Um, and that moves on to episode 23, which is all about Matilda's rescue. So yes. Matilda, the the uh, lieutenant who Amaro has the hots for, comes back into the fray and attempts to bring supplies and uh, cool new Gundam parts to the white base. But of course, they're always like always they're attacked by the Zeons, um, and Mirai, still in control, in command, sends Amaro, Kai, and Hayato to help kind of bring in all the them G parts, baby, mm-hmm. them G parts. Yeah, I like this. One of the things I really liked at the start of this episode is that we finally, I feel like we get to see more of the Fetty dudes. Like, we get to see, I think, the general and some more commanders and just mm-hmm. them sitting around and talking, which is nice. Because it does, st- like, give a little bit more of a world-building experience. Yep. Um, is this when the whole concept of, like, upgrades yes. to the Gundam is introduced? Yes. yes. This is them trying okay. to get the, get the new, so Matilda's trying to, like, drop off all the new, like, cool parts. Yeah, um, I thought so, that, that was interesting. It reminded me of, like, I don't know, it's, like, all, like, super modular. It, like, I don't know, it reminded me of, like, a very, like, primitive start to, like, I don't know, like, modular, like, building mm-hmm. shit that they have at Ikea <laughs> and stuff. Like, that's yeah. immediately what I thought. I'm like, oh, Gundams are just, like, a shelving unit that you can install in your, like, bedroom to fit <laughs> any space. Because, like, that's, like, it's effectively, like, what it is. Because, like, they were, like... I remember in a future episode, they're like, oh, we can't use, like, like if we use the midsection from the Gundam mixed with this upgrade, then that renders the Gundam unusable because we're using yeah. this part for this part or something mm-hmm. like that. Which is just, like, the first time that they, like, kind of introduced that, which is, I don't know. It's cool because it's just, like, more mecha, and I love the, um, yeah. all of the spaceships and, and stuff. It, it just makes sense. It's a giant robot. You should be able to just swap out parts. So. Mid-air. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. I mean... They don't. Oh, yeah, midair. Yeah, oh, they all. Fuck. They can't. They can swap it, it out, but it has to be midair. Yep, only. <laughs> okay. Like Shay, can I? 
Can I just like nope. install this? No, we have to launch it into Spectre no, first. <laughs> Put it in a big plane and drop that shit. And if you don't do it, like you will die. But like if you do, it'll be cool as fuck. What's your Long What's your Gundam. favorite? Uh, I guess iteration of the G parts. Is it the the G bull? Is it the G fighter? Is it the? Hmm. I think the G fighters. Yeah, uh, especially yeah, like yeah. when he flies on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this that happens in this episode. By the end, when they do, you know, spoiler alert, they beat the Zeons so that Matilda can deliver the parts, and all the goofs are flying around on those like kind of winged, like planes. And then we get uh, the Gundam and Amuro flying around, and I think is it Hayato yeah. who's flying it? Like that was like super cool kind of see but it, and it also kind of fits in like they're trying to try a different style of fighting while mm-hmm. staying like grounded in the fact that it, the Gundam can't really fly like it can yeah. jump but it can't like stay in the air for a long period of time which is kind of right. interesting because like you feel yeah, like, like they could easily just be right. like oh he can fly forever not enough like, Minoski particles know. dude but I kind of like that yeah you <laughs> run out of fuel and salt. salt it runs off salt oh shit <laughs> Um. Yeah. So we. This is. I think this is the first time we get to see the Colonel Sanders general. General Revel, uh, dude. From the Fetties, and I love Sexy this man. Ass. Oh my you god! You and your like old grizzled like fishermen looking like generals. They're so funny. I like the one thing that pissed me off is that this General Revel never got to meet oh, Ron Baral because I feel like they oh. just they would, they would just they would get along. the military the and fucking like start their own yeah. podcast about woodworking like yes. 100% oh, that'd be so cool yeah I love I love this general and like even though like the Fetties and he they're definitely like kind of morally ambiguous like as to how good they are I just like this character and I also like that we get to see him finally or like get to see um, these people and I do I did also feel and I want to see Simon if you felt this way which is do you think I feel like at this point in the show we are starting to see some like lazy animation specifically with explosions well yeah what I'm seeing is tons of like filler shots like cuts mm. like five second cuts in the middle of battle that I've seen before and they just superimposed it on a different background so they only it seems like there's only a finite amount of like Gundam getting shot and rolling back and recovering and they're just putting it over different backgrounds now which Mm -hmm. makes like complete sense because if you have like a Gundam falling you don't need to reanimate that every time you do need to like switch up the background and a lot of the times they like kind of what I think is interesting what I noticed you know when they like it's in like the middle of like an intense fight and they abstract the background to be like this weird like kind Mm -hmm. of collage marble like you know 90s looking like background so like that just like gets around animating a, a moving background as they're like tumbling through space like they're, they're you kind of see all right. the shortcuts and i'm not saying it's lazy because like every single frame is fucking like hand drawn like it's but it's also just like for the slow motion it's just like there's bigger and bigger jumps in between um all yes. of like the movement and, I- and everything but I'm not upset I mean, I'm about not it upset either, about but I noticed it, that, but... especially in the later episodes, and I was going to talk a little bit about that, but, like, uh, it's mm-hmm. interesting kind of get a tiny peek behind the curtain and just see how they use those filler shots to still tell the story and get the point across, but also kind of give themselves that little shortcut, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. 
But yeah. like, have you ever? Have any of you ever seen like yes. Naruto before? Mm-mm. Half of that show is just like flashbacks <laughs> yeah. to previous episodes. <laughs> And, like, using that as a way to convey story, and that yes. fucking frustrated me. Because it's just, like, you're not even trying at this point. But, like, Gundam very rarely does it. And when it does do flashbacks, it puts, like, a really, like, a unique, like, filter over it the whole time. Also, I have no idea. You know when the shots are all wavy and stuff? I have mm-hmm. no idea how they do that. Like, when they're doing, like, a memory, or if it's, like, I don't know, some other, like, they're dazed or something. It's almost like there's, like water that's distorting the the frame i don't know i thought that that was really interesting like yeah i know you wanted me to talk about them being lazy but like also i feel like they're still just like adding so much cool shit to the animation yeah and like also what they do with like depth of field like not a lot of other animations do that where they like blur the background and have it Mm -hmm. come into focus like that's fucking cool yeah i do think that it is just like some of the first times where i feel like we are seeing like some things like repeat and i feel like that was like really surprising to me and i think uh, alex can probably speak on this because i think he's probably watched some of the most anime out of all of us but i feel like a lot of anime especially older ones like you just see a lot of repeating shots and like things over and over again yeah i definitely do but again i go time and say when it's hand drawn like that i also give a lot more forgiveness if it's a digital animated thing come on i know it's hard but it's not as hard but if it's hand drawn like you get, again once you have Gundam falling like yeah you keep using that same thing because mm-hmm. otherwise you have to draw it every time Alex I have I have a question for you yes. which is in this episode why are there still children on this military base can you please <clears throat> tell me why yes of course Bright is not an, he's just not a good commander <laughs> like <laughs> this is like ample time to get rid of the kids well, that... I was going to put a little bit of the blame on Frau Bo. Frau Bo. Frau Bo. I'm getting close <laughs> to actually playing her name this time. Um, <laughs> not Connor, but obviously different name, so, you know, <laughs> don't come at me anymore, Gundam community. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. But yeah, I, I put a little blame on her. Like, she's been trying to raise them, and I feel like she's low key. Like, you can't take away my kids. Like, what else am I supposed to do? Do with this fucking asshole Amaro? Like, nah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we do we yeah. do get to see more of this later, but I did feel like in this episode I was just like there was a lot of them running around with like fire extinguisher and shit in Dude. these episodes and I'm like, what are they doing here? Oh, it <laughs> like, makes me seriously? so frustrated. Like I feel like I'm having like the opposite of like baby fever during this time in my life because <laughs> every time I like see them running around with a fire extinguisher, I'm just like so angry with these kids like you think you're fucking helping like are you piloting a giant robot destroying shit no you're tumbling around like i just get like angry looking at these big doofy fucking kids i like when they like tripped over and like the fire extinguisher hit one of them i'm like hell yeah i was like fucking stoked i was like i don't they like piss me off so much they, Is this they also where... they're not the same like size as the rest of the people like they don't yeah, make they're... sense the they're way that like... they're drawn really they're, they're very so weird like a, they're it's a like... superhuman hybrid between like it's like if you bred that small robot orb in a human <laughs> like you get these children they're the like, comedic relief so they're drawn a little more a robot orb. what the fuck else, is its name so... I think yeah. I think what should happen is the white base should drop off the kids and the robot, like get down to the ground and be like, "All right, 
open the gate, push them out, keep on flying. Let them, like, dude, let just them go, bye. You guys gotta go, you'll be fine. Yeah, why didn't they drop him off with all when they got rid of all of the elderly, the grumpy elderly people? The elderly like just kind of dipped into they're the all dead desert. Now. I think I'm pretty That's sure true. they're all dead. <laughs> got shot. Yeah, look, yeah, I think we all agree that they yeah, dipped they to the desert. They either got killed from the desert, killed by a shark, or killed from the gun fighting above their heads. They're all gone. Yeah, they're definitely dead. Um, let's go ahead and jump into episode 24 because uh, yes. this is this episode is called the Black Tristar. And this is the the stupidest fucking voice actors I've ever seen in my life. The Black TriStar yeah. unit, they launch an attack on the white base. Um, and we have Amro piloting his new mobile armor with the help of mm-hmm. Sela. And so this is, yeah, our first view of that, like, kind of dynamic duo that we're going to get in the rest of this <laughs> block of episodes. And, and then Kai makes a fucking fool of himself. Yeah, dumbass. And then we guy. do, this does end with another loss where we lose Matilda uh, as she gives up her life defending mm. the white base. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, the, for me, like, obviously the loss of yeah. Matilda is the biggest thing uh, that happens in this episode. And yes. it's like, obviously, this is Amaro's first big crush. Like, he, he like, has Fraubo as, like, his friend slash possible love interest. But Matilda's like, it's like, I don't know. It's who he has a crush on, mm-hmm. so that's kind of a big a big loss. But the biggest thing for me is these this black tristar force. Oh, dude, they're sick. Like, oh, okay, Alex, what do you think about the black tristar force? Do you think they're sick? Sick. Um, yeah, like they they like they're running me over with like all the zakus. The roundness is getting better. Oh, all right, Simon. Do you like the design of these? The the new like Zaku the the I like purple. Wait, let me look at a picture of them right it's now. That's my favorite. Because the I'm thing forgetting, I'm forgetting what they look like. Okay, I have a, a wildly different style than you because I think these are the stupidest fucking. Oh things my god! Ever. I hate the design of them, and I hate the characters. Okay, They're, like the southern fucking bumpkin ass tristar. Oh yeah, dudes. yeah, no, no, these no. Guys okay, suck. Wait, I re- <laughs> Hey, I remember them now. Mash also, and Ortega and okay, what's his yeah. name? Ain't no regular guy that's one fantastic pilot. Ortega and Mash, we're gonna pull a jet stream attack from out there, mobile suit. <laughs> the elite group of Alabama, <laughs> like I don't football coaches. <laughs> I would love to hear the dub just as. <laughs> understand what you're talking about yeah that's about. what i was gonna say did they do like a southern accent in like or is there another like country bumpkin like equivalent in japan that they did and obviously I think... i'm making fun of it but i also think it i like the idea of the like the voice studio that did the dub mm, like yeah. being like let's just like fucking go all out on this and <laughs> just make it as cartoony as hell it's kind yeah. of funny like it's entertaining i liked it mm-hmm. but the it had in this battle um, with Amaro has my favorite piece of uh, dub, which is um, one of the black TriStar guys shoots at Amaro, and Amaro jumps out of the way, and the uh, the guy goes, "Oh dang, Fatty <laughs> Boy dodged my shot." Fatty <laughs> Boy dodged my shot. We will include a clip of that because that is hilarious. Yeah. That it's adds a whole other element to the show that I totally missed watching the sub. Mm-hmm. That fatty boy. Another facet. 
<laughs> Another facet of this episode that you all have completely glossed over that is ingrained in my memory is the whole sequence of Kai getting a photo with Lieutenant oh. Matilda <laughs> in such a way that it appears that after receiving this photo with one very small part of Matilda and, you know, probably 30 other of his, like, best and only friends that he intends to look at this photo, like, romantically <laughs> and, like, oh, boy, I finally got a JPEG of Matilda. <laughs> um, and he can't, like, I just thought that that was, like, and everyone was, like, so down with, like, fuck yeah, we got hot lady on board. I can't wait to take a group silly picture with her. Like, it's, this is fucking sick. It reminds me of, like, when you watch uh, a movie that takes place in Vietnam, and they used to, like, the entertainment they used to send yeah. to the troops was just, oh like, attractive, God. attractive people, like, yeah, just dressed normally. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of... I just was, like... Sorry, but there's a lot of different gems in this episode, starting at the very beginning yeah. with Lady Cassilia's strong-ass pimp hand, dude. I love yes. that. <laughs> she smacked the shit out of that guy. Yeah, my note is, yeah, Cassilia is a badass. Like, she's sick, and I, like, I cannot wait to see more of her. Hopefully, when they go back to space at some point, hopefully we get more of that character. I res- yeah, mm-hmm. it, this was definitely a wild episode. Oh, so wild. Dude, okay, but we can't leave this episode without talking about the jet stream attack sequence. That shit was fire. Oh my god, I love that. Like wherever they like... The, yeah, like the coordinated attack like where they would like Amaros. obscure yeah. fire and then jump jump out from behind each other and have, like have another attack ready to go. And I think it was yeah. super well animated as well. I love that. No, you're right. And I think, yeah, that probably speaks to Simon's point, which is that, like, sometimes they're going to have to cut corners because they're, like, they're adding in new shit, like, every episode. So they can't completely reuse stuff all the time. So, like, it makes sense why, like, sometimes the explosions look kind of dumb because, like, they have to draw these new, this new TriStar force and they're doing, like, this very, like, intricate attack, Mm -hmm. really. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yeah, poor one out for Matilda. We got back-to-back. We lost Ryu and Matilda. Rest in peace. And we have Amaro's just a broken boy at the end of this. Broken little boy. Yeah, kind of loses his, like, kind of loses his mentor, Ryu. Yeah, I lost his girl, like. And this, like, comes up later in the show, too, but they never, like, talk about, like, oh, but at least he died in, like, the pride of battle or something, or, like, I don't know, they never talk about any sort of, like, religious ideologies of, like, oh, he's in a better place now or anything. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of, like, character gone next episode. Um, Like, I don't know, they don't really mourn in, like, like, in a hopeful way whatsoever, which makes the death seem so much worse. It's, like, they're gone and they're never coming back, which, like... I mean, different people, like, mourn differently and stuff, but I, I, like, I don't know. I feel like other shows like this, like, if someone were to die in, like, you know, like, Star Wars, The Clone Wars or something, it's definitely, like, oh, but we'll remember them, like, and, you know, think of them whenever we're fighting. And, I mean, to an extent, they do do that in this show, actually, Mm -hmm. now that I'm saying it it out loud, but it's definitely not... Oh, sorry, but that's an interesting point, Simon. It would be, um, like interesting to keep track of like any aspects of spirituality that pop up in the gundam series throughout yeah. the franchise mm-hmm. there because there was one moment when a, like a zeon officer was like oh i hope your soul rises 
to space peacefully or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. an interesting little uh, tidbit there. But yeah, you're right. There isn't a whole lot of like religiosity that's featured in the show, despite all the death and carnage that happens. But like, I am not really familiar enough with how religion is like seen in Japan to really like talk on this subject. But from my understanding, like they have the um, the archway, like that's like a whole religion, and I. I, I don't know what like if that integrates its way into any sort of like mainstream media but like if you see like any sort of american tv show like popular american tv show i feel like there's you know a hint of religion in it in some mm-hmm. way or another but i mean i don't know anyways I, do think, I think that the idea of being like a warrior and sacrificing yourself for things is a lot more prevalent yeah in mm-hmm. that like japanese uh culture especially in this time um, it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a big holdover from feudalism and the idea yeah. of yeah sacrificing for something and it's just yeah it's, it is very different from like how we would do this if this was like a, a very localized version of Gundam yeah. and it made me mm-hmm. think of I was listening to a podcast uh, called Anime in America which I suggested to you all oh, yeah, but one of the episodes talked a lot about localization and I'm wondering like if in these Gundam series, uh, like if we're gonna have any things that are edited or changed for like the dubs, uh, 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 like apart from just the the change in you know how they translate right. Things. So because mm-hmm. apparently like yeah, I was like watching. And apparently in Yu Gi Oh, there was just like in the Japanese version, there's just like a lot of handguns. Yeah. In in the American version, they just took them all out. Interesting. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think there'll I'm be wondering. much localization in this season. I think when we get to things like Wing, we'll definitely see mm-hmm. more of it. More. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm like very interested to see that. I want to look it up mm-hmm. and do a little bit more research going into some yeah. of these. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and move on to episode five, which is finally 25. the Battle of Odessa, which has been looming over the uh, past couple episodes but we have Amaro and Sela going on kind of like a training mission to work on their skills together piloting the new Gundam module um, and they catch the Fetty traders who have been running information to the Zeons um, and then honestly the rest of this episode just kind of a blur to me uh, it seemed it was just Amaro fighting the uh, Tri-Stars again in the Battle yep. of Odessa and then at the very end, we have Makuve coming back super nonchalant, just tries to detonate a nuke, just yeah. like super casual about it. Just like, hey man, I'm going to send a nuke out, just like so you know. And then uh, Bright has Noah, uh, or has um, Amaro uh, destroy the nuke. So, yeah. Pretty straightforward, just like kind of action episode. Yeah. There is. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of memory of this episode, to be completely honest. I'm like looking at the. It's definitely just. Um, a like action episode. Oh wait, is this the uh one where Amuro is taken hostage yes. and almost gets or not <clears throat> hostage, but there's yeah. like the whole the whole idea of introduction of like traitors being a part of this universe of like yeah. double sided. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. That was cool. Okay, there's a lot crammed into this episode, which is probably why it feels like a blur. So like while they're out on that training yeah. mission they see this federation uh ferry plane leaving a zeon base and they're like what the fuck is and then it lands on um a federation 
whatever it called, like this heavily armored huge tank mm-hmm. thing. Ship. And so yeah. they discover that General Elran, which I think is General Revel's like second in command type guy, yeah. is actually yeah. working with Captain Makuve. Who knows why? Yeah, uh, it's why. him and another guy, which is kind of interesting. And Judok, which is in he's in a, a scene with Makuve. So and it doesn't like yeah. quite explain like who Judok is. Is, is Judok the real yeah. double sided mole? Because I feel like he's the one who's playing both sides. Well, like who's actually on the I side of the that, Federation, but is also working yeah. with Zeonzima. I feel like Alex probably has like a conspiracy theory about this. About Judok? I mean, I can give me like five minutes and I'll come up with something super wild, but like, <laughs> I don't know. He's, a, like, he's definitely a spy, and that's like the best conspiracy theory right there. But also, how seem... the fuck Amaru dodged a bullet being fired at him? That shit's fucking crazy. Uh, we might find out I why later Amaru on. Like no one else. We don't know. Maybe. Amaru's a little different. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, this episode does end with a nuclear warhead, which I thought was very interesting because yeah. it very much like grounded this back into reality of just being like, hey, even in the future, like in like nukes are still fucking aw- like awful and terrible. Right. Yeah. Which is like yeah. I think that's so the most relevant. terrifying thing is, hey, even if we have these giant mech, automaton, mega weapons that can be incredibly destructive on Earth and in space, we're still worried about a nuclear weapon. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I love how General Revel, like, takes the gamble, too. Because yeah. Makui's like, I, I got a nuke. Don't yeah. come any closer. And, like, General Revel's like, mm-hmm. fuck it. Let's do it. And it works out somehow. Yeah, almost like I would be a, a little bit more scared if it wasn't episode twenty-five yeah. out of forty-three. <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. It was yeah. almost almost tense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we're gonna take our break. So we'll see you on the other side. See ya. Welcome back to Gundam. I hardly know him. And one thing that I think we can all agree on is that the music in this show is incredible. Um, I think every time one of us starts watching the show, we will text each other about just the opening theme, which is by far, I think, hands down one of my favorite theme songs from any anime I've ever watched. I don't know if you guys have any that stand out to you, but it's definitely my favorite theme. And, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the theme is, it's called Fly Gundam, which uh, is translated to Tobey Gundam. And so the game we're going to play today is Tobey or Not Tobey. I'm going to give you all English translations of the lyrics, and I'm going to have you guess whether it's a real translation or if it's a lyric that my wife Abigail made up. <laughs> Incredible. So I have I have nine lyrics. Can we clarify Abigail's experience with Gundam before we continue this game? She has almost none. Okay. Um, I played her I played her the theme song and then she asked me questions about the show. Um 
I did I didn't really help her, but I did like she would ask like what's something that they do in the show? Like what happens in the show? And I would just kind of describe to her a scene or like a episode and she would use that to kind of come up with these lyrics. Okay. She also did have access to the regular translation of the lyrics. So okay. she did have some basis of what to, to go okay. off of. Before I start, has it, does anybody watch it with the lyrics, like with the sub of the lyrics on? Does anyone know the lyrics? I watch it with the sub of the lyrics on, but I don't pay attention to them. I pay attention to them every so often, and okay. um, I understand the premise of this game because I kind of like look um, up because the English translations on the, um, the yeah. stream I'm watching, English translations up, uh, Japanese translation is on the bottom. Okay. And uh, once I look up there, I make sure to avert my eyes because there seems to just be a neural network randomly <laughs> generating sentences um, with the influence of military. Uh, but other than that, I, I don't know um, any any of the lyrics. I'm usually busy singing awesome. along. All right, with so, the... Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I'm always dancing. I'm always dancing. All right, so I have nine lyrics. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go in a circle. So I'll start with Christian, then Alex, then Simon, um, and then we'll go through it again and again. And the, mm-hmm. the winner who guesses whether or not it's a real lyric or it is not will win. Perfect. All right, so Christian, the first lyric is for you, and that lyric is soaring through the clouds above, convert to Gundam. Fake. Oh. Fake. You're going fake. Going with fake. Are you going to reveal the final score at the end? I, I think I'll tell you all what it is. Should I tell you now, or do you want me to wait? Let's wait. Let's let's I do the round, and then I want to wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to see who wins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here, let me. I'm gonna put a mark if you got it right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So this one is for Alex. This lyric is the swirling tide of blood. That's hundred percent real. It's 100% real. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, si- Simon. Simon, your lyric is, The Rage of Justice Meets the Gundam. Real. All right, Christian. Your lyric oh. is, Fight until the deed is done. Oh, <laughs> This is actually a hard one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, real, real. All right, Alex, your lyric is "Come down to earth, use use your rage for peace." Uh, I think fake. I'm, I'm not sure on this one, but I'm gonna go right, on the fake it again. Fake. All right. The the Abigail lyric is, is so intelligent. Holy shit! Come so down good. to earth. Use your rage for peace. And you're going fake. Yes. What was Alex's last one? Swirling pools of blood or something like that. Yes. The the swirling tide of swirling blood. tide of blood. That was his first one. Okay. All right, Simon. This is your second one. If your love still trembles in your heart and nature. Oh, that's a real. Too specific. <laughs> All right, uh, Christian. Okay. Love will conquer. Blood will flow. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, where's the blood flowing? Uh, I- I'm sorry, but this one's fake. 
if if that one's real, can we all get like matching tattoos that say that? Yes. Well, Absolutely. I think a better idea yeah. is to uh, take all the fake lyrics and write a song. <laughs> just like re- tune in, it. Like, it's like the Japanese yes. singing, but we just put our own <laughs> yeah. lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Help! I'm stuck inside a Japanese English translator. Okay. All right, Alex. Uh, this is your third one. Uh, the lyric is "Go Gundam, go. Use what's in your heart." That's real. That's has to be real. If it's not real, I'm gonna be so upset. All right, and Simon, your last one. Last lyric is "You're still sinking into despair." Fake. All right. Um. And you all, all three-way tied. Each of you got two points out of three. Yes! (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. I'll just go through them real quick. Yep. All right. Uh, The first lyric was, Soaring through the clouds above, convert to Gundam. Uh, That is fake. Abigail came up with that. Because I told her about the mid-era conversions. Incredible. Uh, The swirling tide of blood. That was real. I knew it! I knew it! I knew it. (laughs) I thought that was fake. Gundam's fucked up, dude. Yeah. The Rage of Justice meets the Gundam. That was real. That Simon got that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fight until the deed is done. That was fake, Christian. Uh. <laughs> you, got, you got done by that one. Come down to Earth. Use Rage for Peace. That was fake. Yes. Oh shit, I thought that was uh, real. Alex got that one right. If your love still trembles in your heart and nature, that uh, was real. And Simon got that. Okay. Love will conquer, blood will flow. That was. <laughs> Damn, I was hoping that would be real. Those two go. Those two lines go together so well, though. Yeah, yeah. She like I read the first one, and then she kind of you know made that second one based off of it. Kind of. <laughs> um, go Gundam, go. Use what's in your heart, Alex. You got done by that one. That was fake. Oh, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, that was a great lyric. That, that, that's a great. That should be in it. That's a good lyric. Abigail did such a good job. Yeah, and then you were sinking into despair. That was real, Simon. That was real? I got three real ones? Yeah, you got got three real ones. (laughs) Make sure to thank Abigail. She did an amazing job. I watched the intro every single time, and I still messed up. I I thought half of those were I sat down to do it. I sat down to do this like right before we started recording, and I was gonna. I was like, "Hey, help me come up with a name for this." She also came up with the name Tobey or not Tobey, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I was yeah. like, I, think, "I was like, I think it's more funny if you come up with these lyrics." And she just <laughs> mm-hmm. got them out real quick, and t- it like it took ten minutes. So she's my she's a genius. Um, all right, so let's let's quickly move on to episodes twenty six through thirty. So Christian, next is one's gonna, gonna be Alex's favorite episode of the bunch, I'm guessing. Yeah, episode twenty six. Your boy's back. Shar returns. So <laughs> yes, yes, he's back, baby. My man, Shar. Yeah, so uh, white base again is uh, headed to a Federation base in Northern Ireland to get repairs from its previous battle. Uh, but they haven't escaped the attention of Shar, who has returned with a mad angler squadron hiding nearby. Xeon forces launch cool, a newly man. designed Fucking GOG sick. amphibious mobile suit attack, which uh, White Base and Amuro are barely able to fight off. So, uh, starting off with a couple, I got a couple questions for you guys. So, you all have listened to both sub, or watched both sub and dub, right? 
Actually, no. I've never watched it subtitled. I've only watched it so far. Damn. I've watched both. Okay. I like, I switch. So, Michael, this question is just for you then. What do you think about the sound production in the sub versus the dub? Um, I did notice, one thing I noticed was that I was taking a lot of notes on the sound effects when I was watching the sub. I... I still love the sound effects in the dub as well, but I felt like the sound design was... It just sounded... Something about it sounded really good when I was watching the sub. Maybe it's just because I've gotten used to it and I've kind of switched more to watching the dub recently. Uh. Um, But I definitely... I don't know. I feel like sonically... Or that sounded stupid, but the sound in the sub just seemed better to me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I feel like voice acting in the sub is obviously better in a lot of different respects but i feel like the sound production like in terms of like the sound effects is just a little bit crispier in the dub that's something i noticed uh oh but yeah that's my personal opinion um and then yeah i think that i i I probably kind of changed my point of view on that just because i watched the sub first Mm. and then now i'm watching the dub because it's easier to take notes against if i have to look away Mm -hmm. so for me like I think that I was just more the sound effects have just gotten more I've gotten more used to them so like but when I still think I mean Gun, the Gundam sound effects is my my favorite thing about the right. show I think the sound design the incredible. sound design is is beautiful uh, and then okay we talked we touched a little bit on this but uh, of all the Xeon mobile suit uh, designs that you all have seen throughout the show so far which which ones are your favorite. Xeon mobile suit. Yeah, because honestly, the GOG, like, I hate that design. Like, it's yes. just so... I cannot agree more. Un- it's just... It's so disgusting to the eye. I like. I just don't like it. Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear what Alex and Simon both think about these new designs. Because I agree with you, Christian. I think that part of the reason why I was starting to get really sick of these last five episodes is I feel like you can see them pivoting away from the real robot roots of the show and kind of making the like the design of the suits look more like super robot kind of like organic yeah that's exactly my favorite my like because i i think that the most what i noticed about the xeon suits because like we've kind of seen the extent of the earth federation suits like they're not like pumping out like new suits really they're kind of just like hammering home on the gundam Mm. i think that the most menacing like, the one that, like, seemed to present the most, um, uh, or the one that I was, like, the most kind of, un, like, offset by was actually in, like, the later episodes. You know the ones um, when Char goes uh, in the Amazon and it has the big claws swinging yeah. from, like, the rocks and everything? I yeah. thought, like, the big claws, like, the whip, that didn't do it for me. Like, the guns, like, you see that every single episode. But, like, the whole, like, metal on metal, like, big claws breaking off gundam's leg and stuff i think are that those are my favorite because those just seemed like okay now we're at like bad guys versus good guys the aquatic battles can suck my tushy i don't really like them that much whatsoever not cool (laughs) underwater is just space but worse yes um (laughs) if you really think about it no air yeah big rock um and swim slow yeah. The Earth Battles are the favorite. I know this isn't the question you Ooh. asked. My Ooh. Earth Battles are the favorite. No. The underwater... Because in Belfast <laughs> and um, going across the Atlantic Ocean, whenever the Gundams dove beneath the surface, 
I was extremely upset because mm -hmm. um, I, I just, like, did not find those compelling whatsoever. Even though it's cool. Like, you know, like, James Bond and that one, like, Bond movie, they, like, were all into, like, underwater, like, battle sequences. And, like, um, and this is basically just James Bond like, animated <laughs> with 14-year-olds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you think about it. No, no, no. I can draw a one-to-one comparison on any of them. Um, gold. Anyway. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah what you're welcome. I was going to say that I, we, um, Christian, Alex, and I all had a mutual friend named Bo, and he was always adamant that water was cooler than space because water, like, is more mysterious, like, the depths of water, like, who knows what's down there. And I was always Does like, Does your friend Adam know how big space is? <laughs> well, or his name's Bo. It's Bob. Fuck, it's Bob. They get his name wrong, and he says water is better than the space. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, so yeah, disrespect. In one year and out the Adam. next year with that, with that opinion. Yeah, that sucks. But, and I always validated that. I was like, that's a valid opinion to have. Like, water is scary, and water is interesting, but I could not agree more. I'm on the space train now fuck water Dude. water stupid never oh do God. anything and in i water. feel like i have to do a yeah. lot of work suspending my belief that gundam can traverse mm -hmm. uh, the un like underwater as agile as it as wait, wait, like, wait 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 what it's no you're wrong about <laughs> that me, Alex. Let's go. <laughs> it's not a big of a suspension to believe that gundam can handle water <laughs> fucking is a space robot that bites in space that track so well. Space How? is the most difficult thing to exist in. Okay. But... No, Gundam fighting as water is bad. I'm not saying that the, the water fights are good, but I'm just saying that that thought that you have to suspend okay. your view that Gundam Alex, can fight well I in water. Throw, if I throw my MacBook Air in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> it will break. Yes. Okay. If I throw my MacBook Air, if I launch that in space, if I like hit up Elon and launch that into space, it will break. I will be able to continue no. to use Keynote and Pages well into all of the atmosphere. It will also Gundam. break. Gundam would crush under the pressure of all the water over top of it. Like there's no, it would Gundam just sink to the bottom like of the sea. It exposed electronics Gundam on it. Like fuck that. The atmosphere. Did not break. <laughs> He's you, not Alex. going to break under the pressure of water. Oh like, Gundam shouldn't fight in water. Stupid fights. I'm here to say that. 100% agree. Okay, cool, cool, But Gundam right, well, we makes sense that, in water. Like, the beam sabers, at least. The beam sabers don't make any sense underwater. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. I mean, I think that what ended up happening is they from. just... Is they just, like, superimposed, like, it's like what we were talking about earlier. Like, they probably had some, like, you know, battle scenes from space that they just superimposed underwater. Um, and that looks fine. And, like, I, I also, like, I'm, I was stoked on a Char's little manta ray mm -hmm. uh, thing. Do you remember that scene? I think it was in this episode where he went up and he docked it. Yeah, and he, like, hopped on it. And everyone's like, that guy's so fucking cool. It's like, red comet. Like, <laughs> yeah. holy he, shit. Like, he, like, put out a cigarette, like, as he jumped onto the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just, like, took a big old face full of, like, each of their moms and just, like, continued into his, like, his room, kicked up his heels and just turned on Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and just destroyed everyone on Nuketown. Like, Char is the older brother that I want yeah. so bad. <laughs> oh man well that brings us into the next episode episode 27 yes. spy on board mm -hmm. and uh we get introduced to a new character so anyways kai has had enough of the military life and decides to leave as Shar plans another amphibious attack on the ireland uh base uh 
Shar schemes this attack to create an opening for Miharo Ratoki to sneak on board. Kai cannot bring himself to leave everyone behind, and as a battle rages, he runs back to help defend Whiteface, unable to deal with the label of coward. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, through all the chaos, Miharo uh, successfully sneaks on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Miharo as a character. She's cool as shit. She, like, uh, I don't know what her game plan was really but it worked out perfectly because kai has proved how completely like of a dumbass he is like i love how his conversations were like oh like hey maharo i can't wait to like sit back and relax on this couch given that like the trojan horse's left engine is completely compromised meaning that if the energy enemy were to attack right now we would be completely left in the open <laughs> get me a blankie and tuck me the fuck in like Oh. And that's after that's just, after he finds a gun a in her picnic basket. He yes, oh, he finds a gun, and he says something like, "That's so sad." <laughs> like I think he's like just like thinking like she's like go she's like gotta like pop a fucking Glock on these like motherfuckers who are giving her like you know poor prices for her like apple butter and gin <laughs> yeah. like strawberry preserves. Like, all right, guys, shit. I think th- this brings me to my burning question of the week. question what is a bigger red flag than finding a gun in your new lover's picnic basket rephrase can you finding out that your new lover does not make homegrown products to sell at the farmer's market correct what's a bigger red flag than finding a gun in a picnic basket Hmm. like what like what, what what would you find that would be a bigger red flag oh than a gun in the yeah. basket? Yeah. I mean... So, okay, so, okay, let's let's narrow this down. What would Char have, like, re- like moved to the right and revealed... I think if Char moved to the right and revealed, like... Hmm. Oh, like, uh, like, it's nickel, like a nickel back. Yeah, are we talking, like, are we talking in the realm of Gundam or in the realm of real life? No, I think if he I'm, was to I'm reveal... talking about real life, baby. Okay. Like, in real life. You're not... I'm not putting you in Kai's shoes. I'm saying you're going on a picnic. You got a, a fresh date. You go out. What do you, what do you find in a picnic basket that's going to really make you call it off? Probably a baby. Like... She's like, Dad, you're carrying a baby that's in a valid. picnic basket. Not meant to be. Like, what the fuck? There's a lot to explain and unpack here. <laughs> I think a gun might oh. be the best, though. <laughs> Like an Android phone. Okay. Like, <laughs> like if he moved that like sandwich over and found like a Samsung Galaxy like S six. Like, was it the X six or the S uh, seven? That was the bomb. I don't know, dude. Oh, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Like Gundam is to iPhone as like Zaku is to Android. God. Anything? You, you, is that anything? You just, you just eat every one of the listeners against you, you ha- i agree yeah. with you 100 <laughs> percent yeah what's uh what's the the ugly ass new xeon weapon that's the google pixel <laughs> 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 
fucking chunky ass. It's like our our newest Zaku. fucking Zaku is equipped with the same operating system as a Chromebook. <laughs> like, <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Christian, <laughs> go uh, ahead, take us. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess we're we're coming back down to earth here. Um, okay, what do you guys think about Kai's character development in this episode? Like, does it really serve the story here? How do you guys feel? After getting to know him a little bit more. I was watching this episode um, with uh, one of my friends. Um, this was the first episode that we watched together. And throughout the whole episode, he was just like like saying, like, this is just going to be like one of those episodes where like he like, you know, supporting character leaves. But after realizing how much he misses his friends, he's going to go right back to it. So like it was just very cliche yeah. for me. Like I, I saw that coming from a mile away. Like Kai's not going out like that. He's just like, I don't know. He just is very stubborn and I think just like wanted attention. But like he didn't really get the attention. Also, um, the whole scene where he's just like steals the motorcycle i thought was really funny um but i don't know i i think that it just kind of like i i i wish that like there was more that kai did that because he just still seems like a doofy character to me um after just like you know very being like having very loose lips and then just like missing his friends so he went back like i don't know i i don't mean to sound like i'm all entitled or anything but like it kind of like made sense. I could see like, that. I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, like it seems a little mm-hmm. plot devicey. Like it's it's a way for him to run into this other character that can kind of help move the story along in yeah. kind of an interesting way. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I could see that. I I kind of liked it. Like um, you know, we get to see him evolve a little bit because he's always been a little bit of an asshole, and then Amro and mm-hmm. and his relationship between them also kind of. That, that relationship starts. To I do think. I do think yeah. that we should give our the Kai of our podcast the opportunity to speak on Kai. I so mean, Alex, what him leaving with Amaro Light when Amaro left like six episodes ago. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> it's an impeccable really, point. Like, really, like I'm about to up and I go. Instead of going gun, and still motorcycle. Oh, I'm back, you guys. Like, I, I didn't yeah. really change much of my opinion about him. Like, you know. He's yeah. kind of a mad person, and him, what he did was kind of mad. Like, I'm not, I don't hate him, I don't love him. Like, he grows a little he's, bit, but like, every character needs to grow a little bit because we're spending 22 hours with them throughout this entire series. So, like, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I, this I is guess. such a stupid podcast. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Oh, I I guess my bar is set really low because if there's like any kind of character growth, uh, I'm I'm a, I appreciate it. Like to see like the people within the story yeah. evolve and change a little I bit. See where, yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from because it, it does like it was a non Amaro centric episode, yeah. which is always yeah. Welcome. Those those are nice yeah. to see. Um, yeah, I do. I, yeah, not not to say I don't like Amaro, but like I I don't like, I think it's good to have yeah all these episodes about us. Like like I said, like I'm. I, I'm pretty ambivalent about him leaving and coming back because it's, it's nice to see yeah, not Amro be the lead. Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really change my view of Kai at all. Like, I don't have like this new mm-hmm. appreciation. Oh, Kai's so good. Oh, Kai's so bad. Like, I don't think he's like 
I mean, if it was tracks, he would say something, he would just let things slip to a pretty girl because that's kind of what they built up his character as already. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the next episode does way more to Kai's character development than this episode I think you're 100% agree. And and then we can lead that into the next episode, maybe. I do, before we move on, I I do want to touch on two things real quick, which is uh, I love the Rue Goldberg machine style in which she alerts the Zeons uh, she has information. <laughs> she like Yeah, I was like imagining that scene went a little differently. Like she sets off the balloon and just gets like stuck in a tree. Just, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's just, like yeah. sick. a seagull just like runs right <laughs> like, into it and it pops and falls back down. Like, oh that's really like, shit, I only had one balloon. It's really lucky how that balloon ended up there. <laughs> the way I rationalize it in my head is like, oh the device attached to it has a little magnet and that's how it finds its way to mm-hmm. wherever it's going. That's a good point. Um, yeah, absolutely. And one more thing one more thing I wanted to mention is that I do, and this is something that happens in some of the other Gundam shows as well, but I like when the ships dock on a base that's located on water because it's completely unnecessary because the ships fly. Um, and obviously, I, I, I agree, I hate the water battles, but I do like the idea that they have to like use the existing infrastructure of military bases that are in, like, based on water. real places, which is, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they kept saying Northern Ireland, and, like, Nate was like, why the fuck are they talking about, like, Ireland? Like, why is this a real yeah. place? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just based on Earth, you know? And, but you're going to appreciate that when you get to some of the other shows and they make the worst fucking names for these fake places that are, like, yeah. just stand-in names. It, it's awful. I much prefer the, yeah, Northern Ireland and south america like actual right, right, real right, places right. and what's interesting is like most of earth is so bombed out that like you can call it whatever and just draw it however you want to because <laughs> it's all pretty much torn yeah, up. yeah yeah all right so that takes mm-hmm. us into uh episode 27 spy on board or no 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 sorry 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 episode 28 no um, we just did that uh across the atlantic ocean uh as white base heads towards South America, the South American front, they are being watched closely by Shar and some Xeon amphibious units. Boone, a spy under the command of Shar, later sneaks on board White Base under the guise of a fishery union airship in need of repairs to make contact with Miharu. Boo's, uh, Boone is in his uh, Grabru unit along with two amphibious Xeon mobile suits. Uh, they launch an attack on White, uh, White Base. Out of guilt, Miharu insists on helping Kai fight off the Xeon attack and tragically loses her life in the process. So, uh, first question: Do y'all like this relationship, Kai and Miharu? I know it's yeah. I think it's like super. I think it's super uh, epic when Amaru like sees like Kai and like and then she like skirts back in, and I was like, nice. I was like, holy shit, Kai! Like, nice. <laughs> like that. Like that. Very much reminded me of like freshman year like when it's just like a saturday yeah. morning and like you like someone's like trying to be all like coy about like ooh, like i had someone over last night and like like kai was just like fucking nice <laughs> like check this shit out like found this shoddy pointing like her fucking like you know magnum gun at me <laughs> and then like i just i don't know it, I, I thought it was funny but it does have, definitely like doesn't seem like overly romantic which i appreciate but I don't know. That's what they... Okay. I, do, I think it's funny because it's clear that Amaro, like, he knows everybody that's on the ship. So he's like, hey, who is that? Like, <laughs> why is that person there? Like, we, I know everybody on the ship. And, mm-hmm. like, 
I would know if you like I would know who that is. So it's just kind of like an interesting little wrinkle. And he's definitely like Kai just ran off, you know, he was kind of like, you know, a diva about, you know, not feeling valued and like I should probably just like be really cool right now and just be like, you know, yeah, understanding of him just so he doesn't mm-hmm. run off again. One thing that I found was like did any of you find it was weird like the excuse like did the fishermen in the plane say that claim that they were out fishing? That's a good point. That was a very weird plot <laughs> device. I watched that. Nobody else around me. It's like, you know, like when you're in a plane, like just like firing rounds into the ocean and calling it fishing. Like everybody knows that feel. And it's like, oh, fuck. We're like low. We have a fuel link when we were like out, like fucking dropping like shrapnel in the ocean and like going by and scooping them up. But I don't know. Do y'all notice all, all the bodies that were flying in this episode? Like. I think this is the first time, like, we actually see people, like, get incinerated mm-hmm. in, like, oh, I, in the I fire think, and explosion yeah. and stuff like that. Like, what, what do you think the body count is in this episode? I mean, probably not any higher than the yeah. other ones, but, like, you're absolutely right. Like, they, you definitely see, like, a li- it, 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 and it is unsettling to, like, that's, like, I feel like a tactic that, like, action movies use to, like, you know, uh convey like distress and stuff like in war movies and stuff whenever you actually like see the bodies flying and like the people screaming and stuff like it's always a lot harder and like i mean that's like how miharu went out like it wasn't just like a oh there was a hit on the base and like you know we never heard from her like you like see her like just get like you know up and like blown out of the um little area i also thought that that whole scene was so cool how there's like the interface computer like below deck like I, I don't know. I thought that was just like a really cool little it, touch. Uh, of like... It kind of reminded me of uh, Star Wars, the uh, Last Jedi. Whenever, like at, at the very beginning, they have like the two. Oh uh, yeah, and they have yeah. To, like, release yeah. the bombs. And I was like, that's what, like what that reminded me of. And I just like I am so blown away. But I like I wonder how much these things are kind of stolen from this show because I mm-hmm. feel like honestly, like considering when this was made, it just seems so. I don't know. Like it was. It's just like doing a lot of creation that has been like borrowed or used in the future yeah i also i was with oh go ahead go ahead with the with the death of uh his girl i thought it was what can you what's her name christian miharu miharu yeah with miharu's death i thought that was like almost the most brutal one we've seen since miss selena fell off the ship because like you know she flew into the ocean and they didn't even go look for her. Like, she could have just been treading water no. that entire time. She probably just died of hypothermia, just like in the ocean. Or like you know? sharks. Uh, but that <laughs> did strike me as like... Good <laughs> <laughs> difference. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. Can I bring up something real quick? Um, yeah, what's up, my please. guy? The other day, I made a reference to Sharknado, the movie. Very cool. And... Uh, Abigail had never heard of what? it before. It's just as a concept. What? Yeah, and can you imagine? Oh being, my god! You should have rolled with that ball of like this original concept I just thought of in my own can head. You, can you imagine like, that yeah. you can like if I can change anything, I'd like to go back to experiencing Sharknado for the first time again. Oh my god. Yeah, it was just wild to me that somebody could have lived in the same universe. It was almost like a Mandela effect kind of thing, where I was like, yeah. is Sharknado real yeah. to me? Like, I had to Google it and be like, okay, other people have heard of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it still exists. 
I didn't have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's just random thing. Go on, Christian. Mm, yep. <laughs> nope. Uh, rest in peace, Miaro. But like, yeah, it was one of the most impactful deaths of the whole series. Yeah. Just kind of like, because it was, they had, they eliminated the, um, the mobile suit that was underwater and it was a success. And then like the plane just shifts and she's just like, whoop. Mm-hmm. out the window so it's like uh, like an unnecessary type of thing like it's accidental i think what makes it even more sad yeah and like kai's reaction to it like this is like what i said last time it definitely makes like his reaction of being like so mm-hmm. upset um definitely like weighs into the whole and like like yeah. weeping audibly like that to me made it, it's like okay kai is a conscious yeah. and like everything's not just like happy-go-lucky for him it also um, sounded better than when Rio died. Like I feel yeah. like the the voice actor for Kai somehow was able to cry like mm-hmm. believably. It like right. actually. Worked. I would like to listen to the dub uh, version of that because the the sub the Japanese actor did an amazing job. I need to actually look up the names of these actors as we go on. But yeah, no that that was actually one of my favorite more. Um, uh, more favorite episodes yeah i did have one more note on that which i thought was kind of funny which is the the like the fisher boat or the fisherman plane lands in there and i like that the one character said to the other not to speak because his zeon accent was too strong <laughs> and the oh, guy just yeah. he just spoke in a german accent <laughs> yeah I'm like you're really not trying to make this not look like they're nazis <laughs> it's like oh my accent is too strong it's like yeah dude <laughs> When I watched that, I was also just like, what the fuck accent is this, too? Like, because he only said, like, a couple words, and I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? this guy, yeah. It's just funny because no one else in the entire show speaks (laughs) with an accent like that. And so it's just, like, very interesting to be like, this is the the Xeon accent. But, like, we see Xeon people all the time, and they all speak normally. No, it's funny as fuck. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, just this, like, one guy. So Mm -hmm. funny. So, yeah, when we get to episode 29, this is where they've landed at the, the base, which I believe, is it in South America? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. It's super yeah. cool. The whole, like, scene of, like, the, like, bottom opening up and, like, the huge yeah. cave system underneath. Um, And the whole, uh, they, there was a shot of, like, the building inside the cave, and the building was, like, this, like, really cool, like, Ikea-ass-looking, like, modern <laughs> building, like, in this cave. And I just like I know I thought that that was such like a cool. Uh, I wonder if they have any like architects on board um, as like part of the animation team to kind of like think up all of these like really cool ideas because mm-hmm. I don't know they're very like future centric um, and have aged really really well. Oh my god! And that scene of Amro watching um, him die and then just having like the freeze frame of like the wedding, um, like flash in his head. I was like losing my goddamn mind. They did a similar thing in like the last episode, um, with Kai when fucking, uh, Miyaru, that's her name, when she died, just a huge, like, like three, like, look, like a highly rendered image of her, like looking down at him, like afterwards. And he's just like isolated. They uh, definitely have a lot of like really cinematic like death sequences as fast as, like as, like oh my gosh I have these such these fond memories of this person or something I thought it was just like really funny how they just like foot like Amrisarom died and it was like a fifth of a second of just like this like a picture of like uh, Matilda and like him in like wedding garb uh, yeah. but yeah that was tragic. He's a cool character. 
Yeah, he is a cool character. Yeah, it's nice to see another like good. Yeah. Yeah, another good Fetty. Just like mm-hmm. it seems like a solid guy. Like good old boy. Again, yeah. like yeah, like I'd go out have a drink with him for sure. Like he just seemed like a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I feel like Amro would be like, he'd be like, yeah, it sucks that Matilda doesn't be with me, but if she's gonna be with somebody, at least yeah. it's him. Like he's just a solid guy. That's what yeah. I, I kind of was like. Uh, I saw like him reveal that he was gonna marry matilda and i was kind of expecting amuro to be like super like cold like this man yeah. like has half of what i have like this motherfucker ever like piloted yeah. a gun before like but um i think is this the episode where we see the master produced mobile suits for the fetties yes the yes gyms? yes uh right? yeah. yes or, you do you do see a hint yeah, of them in this episode a little bit just like a little bit and mm-hmm. i thought those were really cool to see because we've seen the Zaku's a lot, but we haven't seen a lot of the mass-produced uh, Fetty uh, mobile suits. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see. And you know, we didn't see a lot, but yeah, kind of nice. So I know we already talked a little bit about this, but like for me, uh, you know, this these last ten episodes we got a little bit repetitive. Uh, what would you have liked to have seen more of or less of in these last? I would have liked to see more of uh, Frau Boa doing stuff right. other than, and this is like like other than just like caring for the kids because I don't like the vein of just like mother figure yeah. to mm-hmm. Amaro being the like the dad they like their their relationship. If you look at them two, has become very domestic, which I don't really appreciate. Yeah. I don't know because like Frau Boa like was kind of hinted at being like such a great character but they just decided that she is like you know this like yeah. mother figure yeah, like... that takes care of kids and like that's such i don't that that's like i mean i get it It was like made in like you know the 70s or whatever when like you know it, it like it's just storytelling like you right. might see more of that just like reinforcement of like you know japanese slash american ideals of what being in a relationship means but i was i was a bit bummed out to see that to be honest yeah, I agree. Like, I think she's such a badass character, and she really shines at the end of like, right, the last block that we watched. And I mean, I was really hoping to see more of her, like, kind of come out and be independent, to be like, to like show, like, yeah, I'm fucking like strong, and I can do the shit I need to do, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna save mm-hmm. the day, not just watch yeah. the kids and yeah, background. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, that does kind of pivot into that last episode, which I, I'm going to be completely honest. Episode 30 might be my least favorite episode. I definitely, like, timed out of it yeah. a little bit. Just, yeah. like, a lot of the kids running around I couldn't hang with. Oh, my gosh. Um, just, like, not compelling to me. And then, like, and to come back to your question, Christian, I think, like, yeah, we said we have Char back, but I feel like we didn't, we just, like, didn't get a good char scene really you have like great value char back yeah like like, we have like we have like gilmore girls that got revamped in 2020 char back like yeah he's just just like like... not the same (laughs) yeah yeah like we he did the cool thing where he jumped off he doesn't get a whole lot of screen time either oh no but go ahead go ahead go ahead um his reunion with his sister oh i was just god i'm gonna go his reunion with his sister was also just like so anticlimactic like mm-hmm. I don't know, they just like saw each other. You got fired at, and then he left. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like that's what happened. Like the yeah. very first time they were together, and I was kind of looking to see like her just like jump ship or Char like maybe get injured as a result of it. But it was just kind of like, it almost felt like it was just reminding you that this character exists because they forgot 
to include him in the previous couple yeah. episodes. Yeah, that's really like the only thing to touch on for that last episode, in my opinion. Like, the rest of it's like honestly, it, yeah, know, it's definitely the second very much a filler episode i mean they yeah. decided to include this the director didn't decide to just cut it like he did episode 15 yeah i hate how it... they try to humanize the kids like that fucking sucks <laughs> like i like i like want i want them to just be these like bumbling asshole entities yeah. the whole time yeah that, like everybody can just kind of like collectively shit on but it's also, like i don't know screw white face fucking genuine to take on like they had an ample opportunity yes. to be like i know even the child officers are like the opposite of watching children, not the opposite of the child. Like, hey, leave them with me. You guys are a fucking yeah, worst. Yeah, Don't be assholes. And like, I know. Nah, we yeah, want the kid. Like, oh. That was such a frustrating scene, too, because they, like, asked the kids, like, you guys want to stay on white base, right? And they're like, uh-huh. It's like, they're fucking <laughs> eight years old. Like, what the fuck? Like, ask them if they want to, like, shove a brownie up their, like, nose. Like, they'll probably say, <laughs> like, respond with the same exact, like, phrasing. It's... Um. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, was, These kids are like so frustrating to me, and I'm coming yeah, across think, as just this like emotionless like. Well, I, I think we can all agree that they like definitely hold the show back, and, and like they don't. They're not even that like. Yeah. They're not even that like compelling ever, and it just it was so frustrating to be like. I felt like we were so close to losing them for these last episodes, and it would have been like. <laughs> It would have been nice to just if they're like, yeah, they've gone yep. to a better place. They're back, like with the other kids, and like they went to a farm like, upstate. Like that part of the show's over. Like, yeah, yeah, they went like, to the farm upstate. I enjoyed having the kids when the kids had nowhere to go, but now that they had a place to go and they didn't go, like, yeah. now they had a whole daycare unit on a military base. Like, what more can you ask for? There's a like, slide. Like, There's like, it, 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 so it's fun. Especially, I fuck yeah. with that slide. Yeah, that would be fun. It's like it's the only rational thing to do is to leave the kids and not to not take a bunch of toddlers into war. Like, yeah. I will say this though, like, okay, so not to <laughs> watch be out, too, Christian, uh, watch too out, too much of a doubter. <laughs> Look out, coming in. Uh, family separation is traumatic for children. Mm-hmm. And these children are now family with the White Base crew, and they really don't want to leave them. But, I mean, on the other hand, White Base, every other day, is under existential threat. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, yeah. I think the, the idea is yeah. definitely there. It's just that, that the, um, I don't know, the kids are just so annoying that it, it yeah. makes it hard to care. Um, but yeah, that is our, that's our, yeah. you know, our, like the, the rest of our group of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I did want to talk about just real quick before we end the episode is that we are obviously watching the show, but um, halfway through the show's run, the episode order got cut down from 50 to 43. And so we're watching almost like an abridged version of the original creator's idea of what the show should have been. After the show got popular, they then redid the show into three movies. So there's Metal, or I'm sorry, Mobile Suit Gundam one, two, oh. and three. And the first two are mostly compilations of the show, and then the third movie did yeah. kind of like the full ending and what the creator actually wanted the ending to be. So my question to us is: Do we want to cover the movies? Do we want to cover just the last movie? Um, is that something that we should stick in? Um, after we finish the series 
What do you all think? Yeah, let's, uh, let's cover just the last yeah. movie. Um, I don't really feel like watching compilations. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, that's where I was thinking. I was thinking we finish, we do, we finish the series next episode, and then maybe, we, we don't even all have to watch the last movie, or that third movie we don't want to, but we should cover it in some way, yeah. and maybe, maybe on our wrap-up episode we can cover yeah. that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've digested the show pretty thoroughly up to this point, so I don't think we really need to watch the compilations of the first two movies at all, if anything. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't mind watching the last movie, just to see how uh, the creator wanted to finish the show. So with that, uh, we'll be back next week with episodes 31 through 43 to finish the original series of Mobile Suit Gundam 0079. Uh, I want to thank christian alex and simon for being here and obviously thank you all for listening um i'd like to thank our dj rx 78 for the theme music and of course a big thanks to alex for heading up the editing um, so yeah we'll see you all next week all right. bye. bye bye see y'all next time <laughs>